Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey there, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Amy here, Amy and Pip. <laughs> it must be Monday. Hey, some uh, some cool things to talk about quickly before we kick it off. Uh, last week, every day of last week, Nerdfest, we did uh, some goddess chat over in Zoomtown uh, and talked about different goddesses and how their stories and their symbols can be can inspire some uh, different ways of thinking uh, about business and life and integrating the two. Uh, I had so much fun that we're doing a little bit more of that. So if you had already signed up last week, uh, I'm going to send you out we're going to do two more this week, one on Tuesday morning at 7 and one on Thursday morning at 7. That's Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra time. Um, so if you've already signed up, you don't need to do anything. I'll just uh, send you those emails. If you haven't signed up and you would like to join those, um, I'll put the link here in the episode notes so that you can get yourself signed up. Um, and, and when you get yourself signed up, there's all of the replays from last week too if you'd like to check those out. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, then I also want to welcome all of the cool new people who signed up for GYYB over the weekend. Uh, we def- we have a quorum of people, people to get to know each other all in the Facebook group. So super, super, super exciting. And a reminder too, uh, if you're an alumni, if you're a GYYB alumni and you would like to have more, <laughs> uh, you have a, you have uh, access to the program for a few, for half off. So if that's you, just DM me, I'll send you the coupon code and the coup it's half off the full pay or the payment plan. And so it works out to like, I don't know, 170 bucks a month or something if you're an alum. So if you just fancy a bit of accountability and community and, you know, every two to three weeks getting on a, a coaching call with me, group coaching call with me, um, get yourself in. I'd love to, love to see you again. Uh, I had an alumni sign up over the weekend who did the very first round of GYYB. So that's pretty cool. Five, four, four years later. Lovely to have her back. Huzzah! Uh, and then also just letting everybody know that there is a brand new bonus. I'm so ex- I'm so excited about this bonus. I was telling, I was having a conversation with a yoga teacher in WA today uh, who's just signed up. Uh, I was talking to her about this bonus because everybody, if you've already signed up for GYYB, you've, you're going to get this bonus too. Don't worry, you're not going to miss out. It's a, I'm applying it to you guys as well. But what it is, we're going to do a, like a two and a half hour branding boot camp. So this is where it's actually like doing it while we're all together. And my intention, my son Kalpa, is that by the end of it, you will have yourself a style guide, a branding and style guide for your business. So you never are thinking, how do I lay it out? What should it look like? What colors should I pick? What fonts? You just have it all set and ready to go. And we're going to be Obviously, there'll be individuals, so everybody will be doing it at the same time, but I'll be checking in with everybody to make sure that 
what you're choosing actually represents who you are, what you're about, and what makes you different so that you don't end up with, you know, some kind of cheaply generated logo that looks like every freaking body else's. So that's super fun. Um, and yeah, that's super fun. And it's, uh, that bonus is available until Easter Sunday. So, uh, which I think is the 4th of April. Is that April Fool's Day? I don't know. Anyway, then uh, check it out. The link for that, of course, in the episode notes or just amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B. All right. So on to today's topic. I, uh, I, uh, oh, hang on. No, one more announcement. One more announcement. I went looking for an email from one of my clients today. Couldn't find it anywhere. So went to the spam folder and I had no idea that so many people's emails were going to my spam. So everybody who has been emailing me over the past couple of weeks, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not that I didn't want to hear. From, I didn't know I was hearing from you. My spam folder was um, fierce. So I apologize if you got an email from me today for something that you sent me two weeks ago. That's me. That's, that's spam town. Looks like I need to be visiting spam town more often because my spam filter is, I don't know, I was going to say, no, I won't say that. I was going to make an analogy to Amy's use of Tinder, but it would be inversely proportional. Anyway, sorry, everybody, for taking forever to get back to you. Now, one email that I did get over the weekend uh, has inspired me for today's topic. I'm inspired by how much everybody's loving on the goddess wisdom in your yoga biz series. So we're going to be talking about the form of the goddess and how we can apply that in business. But the interpretation I've chosen, because she's one of those goddesses that's got like a thousand names, some of them are particularly saucy. She who loves the semen, uh, not the boat kind. Um, the, the path that I've chosen to take was, was informed by a yoga teacher who emailed me over the weekend to say that she doesn't know if it's the right time for her to teach. She feels inauthentic, I'm paraphrasing, um, in her teaching because uh, how could she possibly be a yoga teacher when she finds comfort in things like cigarettes, alcohol, and junk food? So this is for you, beautiful, beautiful yoga teacher. Um, we're going to be talking about Bhairavi, Bhairavi, the goddess, and how she manifests as self-destructive behavior. Um, because, you know, when I got that email, and, and I wrote back, obviously, to, the, to, this, to this yoga teacher, when I got that email, I just said, oh, gosh, aren't we so tough on ourselves? You know, like, what, what's happening here? Because what we're doing, we're yoga teachers. We're yoga teachers. What does that mean? That means teaching yoga. That doesn't mean modeling perfection. That doesn't mean being an avatar of the divine, other than what we already are, because that's how the universe works. That doesn't mean suddenly having to have all of our shit together or, you know, uh, yeah, have, it, have it all sorted out. Nor does it mean that people need to know our business anyway. Have a peppermint. As long as you're not drunk when you arrive. <laughs> I wasn't getting that vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's a really weird time. And for all of you people in Europe, I was talking to Krisha this morning. She's been locked down for about the entire Kali Yuga with a house full of people. That means shit. So let's put that out there. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Bhairavi, 
self-destructive behavior, what to do about it. But I want to be really, really clear here. What we don't need in yoga land is putting greater expectations on ourselves that simply because we're yoga teachers, we're somehow perfect or we should be because that's a pack of bullshit. And what I would also say is there are whole hordes of holy people whose spiritual practice is smoking and getting drunk. I'm not saying that that's what you're doing, but that's not, depending on who you talk to, I mean, sure, if you're bloody Latter-day Saints, or I don't know, a good Muslim, you're not drinking. But there's, there's a whole branch of yoga that's like, get trashed and see God. I'm paraphrasing and please, I'm being, you know, overly grotesquely, um, you know, simplistic on purpose to make a point. Okay. So this is not about making anybody wrong for stuff. They're probably already beating themselves up over, but it is an interesting situation. And I do feel like because of the level of adversity that people are experiencing at a yoga teacher, email me today saying, I'd really like to do your course, but right now I can't afford food. And this is, this is like someone living in a significantly major city with a significant public health and welfare support. You know, it's real. Um, we don't need to be beating ourselves up because maybe the habits have gone a little sideways, you know? So let's talk about it. Bhairavi, who is she? What's she about? Uh, she is, get this, you thought Kali was fierce. She is more fierce than Kali, at least, like I said, in this form. She has a lot of other forms. Some of them decidedly saucy. She has a thousand names in this form. She is uh, she is the feminine form of the fierce Shiva, um, Bhairava. Uh, she is the goddess of destruction. She is the, it's her energy that causes the body to age and die. Uh, it brings things to an end. It, uh, she, yeah, she's the fierce one, the goddess of destruction. She sits on, a, she sits on corpses. You know, it's not like the goddesses who get around on swans or lotuses. She sits on corpses. She eats meat, like human meat. She has a garland of severed heads. Not nice way to do your mala with uh, japa mala with like severed heads that are bleeding everywhere. Like, you know, that. She's pretty freaking intense and fierce. And... And this destruction means that is also her energy that shows up in these self-destructive behaviors. Now, I am a life coach. I am not a psychologist. We're talking about this in layperson terms. And if and I'm talking about them as they relate to your business. Uh, if you need to go seek professional help, that's that I am not doing this for you. I can't. I just want to do it like a safety check. Um, and what we'll, you know, there's that. We'll get to that too. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about Bhairavi and how it can show up, and then what to do if you know that you are uh, seeing self-destructive behaviors in your business. So we've talked about these in other other podcasts, of course, but some of the self-destructive behaviors that I see commonly with yoga teachers in their business is things like. Um, compare and despair, right? I'm going to go look at someone that I hate and everything that she's doing. And then I'm going to just, uh, and then I'm going to feel really crappy 
about me because obviously I can tell from her Instagram that not only is she having great sex and making heaps of money, she's obviously more spiritual than me, right? That whole situation. Uh, What about the self-destructive behavior of being really, really, really busy but not getting anything done? What's happening there? Anybody relate to that one? Or what about the self-destructive behavior of... um, undercharging. I had a conversation with a yoga teacher today who's charging rates circa 1997, wondering why she's working so hard and making no money. That's why. That's why. Self-destructive behavior. Um, What about, oh, she knows who she is. One of my clients, she's in a decidedly different time zone to me. And when she messages me at lunchtime for me, it's like 2am for her. What's going on there? I don't care if you're a night owl. That's not, that's past night owl. That's past night owl. Um, Self-destructive behavior. There are lots of them. Uh, I was speaking to a friend over the weekend and a friend that we have in common, yoga teacher, really drinking hard, like, like injuriously danger, stupid. We know this. We know this. We know that they're stupid things, right? They're stupid things. And we also know that they're, Bhairavi energy. And that means that they're also divine. That they're also, it's, it's, it's still Shakti, it's still energy of the universe. Um, and so the thing not to do is to beat ourselves up more about it, right? Because it's a, it's part, it's a normal part of being a human that you'll do dumb stuff to yourself. Now, again, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, I'm not, this is not, um, you know, continue to indulge harmful acts, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, the first step, when we know these things are happening, the first step is to stop beating ourselves up, because making ourselves wrong for doing these things doesn't get us any closer to stopping to, to, to surrendering those self-destructive behaviors in the first place. You know, if you read some of these beautiful poems about Bhairavi and how fierce and destructive she is, it's, it talk, you know, these, these poets, they, they, these love poems about how she is an inevitable force and that without her, there can be no creation. You know, everything would be so full we need to tear things down so that we can create new. So we need to have her energy, but it's when we get it out of balance that we want to check it and make different choices. How do you do that? You can't do that, I would argue, from a place of, or not in a sustainable way, from a place of self-hatred, right? So let's go back to the top. You identify that there is a little bit of too much bite of energy going on in the form of self-destructive behavior in your business. Okay, cool. Step one, stop beating yourself up about it. Like this yoga teacher I mentioned that emailed me over the weekend. I can't teach yoga yet because I drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, I eat junk food to numb out. Well, okay, let's not make that, you know, let's not give that more energy than it needs. Um, Let's not feel shitty about that we just did that yesterday or we did that last weekend or whatever. Or that we, I don't know, I don't even know what that looks like for you. 
for any of us. We all have our things. Um, I didn't go to the gym today. Why? Because it's raining. That's a good bloody reason for me not to. I didn't go on the treadmill today. Why? Raining. Actually, no, we had a possum incident. We have anyway. I won't tell you about it. But we had we had we had the animal kingdom invade the house. Self destructive behavior, Amy. You sit on your ass all day. You need to move your body, girl. Did I do it? Nah. But am I going? Oh my god, I'm so lazy. I'm just. A, I don't know. Let's let's go for it. Um, I'm a slug. I'm a sloth. I'm I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. That's got nothing to do with the treadmill, Amy. It's just uh, various other factors. Um, I uh, everyone will know that I'm just sat at home. I don't know. Anyway, I could go on. I'm not going to. Feels yuck. But you get my point, right? Like, how is any of that inspiring myself to mo- to tomorrow? Go to the goddamn gym. It's not. So step one, stop beating yourself up. It doesn't make things better. It doesn't change the fact that you did that stupid thing again. It's just a stupid thing. It's Barovi. We do stupid things. Let's not. It doesn't make us a bad person. It makes us a person who did a stupid thing and doesn't want to do the stupid thing again. Cool. That's a good news story. So then step two is to fuck that inner critic right off doesn't help, doesn't help, just gets you down into the spiral. Uh, you know, just it just compounds the issue. Who's doing self-destructive behavior when everything's great, when you're feeling at peace, confident, comfortable, safe, happy? You're not doing crappy things to yourself. So listening to that inner critic, indulging it, perpetuating it, is not going to help you shift this thing. So let's not beat yourself up the fact that you did it. Let's not listen to any of that negative self-talk. You are rubbish. You knew you were going to yada yada whatever. You know, that's just vasana. That's just, that's just, that's just, um, it's just conditioning. It's stuff that's in there based on probably stuff from when you're a kid, probably shitty things that happened to you in the past. You don't, it doesn't need to actually inform what you do next. And I would suggest that it's in no way helpful. So ditch, (laughs) ditch, stop indulging that inner critic, get her out of your head. Um, And I think probably we've got about a billion podcasts on that topic if you want to go find one. Next step, uh, get help, get help. Why do we think that we need to or should have to fix everything by ourselves? We don't. (laughs) ah the yoga teacher i was talking to today he's making you know who's charging 1997 prices she said to me she wasn't sure if she's going to talk to me or not she was she was oscillating do i talk to her or not do i cancel it do i i don't know but she decided she may as well talk to me (laughs) i love you guys (laughs) good lord she told me she works 20 something hours, 25 hours a week. She makes $15,000 Australian per annum. And I'm like, what is, there is something fundamentally wrong with this equation. Working 25 hours a week, making 15 grand. Like what's your hourly rate? Nada, nothing, nothing. I don't know. I wasn't even making that my first job in high school. You know, this doesn't make sense. This is, I would argue that is a self-destructive behavior. 
And I'm so glad that she didn't cancel that session because I want to kick her in the pants and tell her how to fix it. Like that's what support looks like. You don't have to. It's hard to know that something's really wrong when you're in it. It's hard to know how to fix it. For me, looking at her business, I went, you need to do this, this and that. And don't bother with this, but try doing that instead. Done. Done. Get support. Get support. Step three, get support. I don't know why we think we have to do it all by ourselves. And, you know, so what would that be for you? You know, what, um, what, what, what are you doing that's stupid? It's not a judge. It's not you're stupid, but there's a behavior. It's stupid. And you're doing it and you know it. And okay, you're not going to beat yourself up about it. And you're going to tell the mean, inner mean girl, shut up. What would it actually take? What sort of support do you need to stop doing it? Do you need to talk to your accountant or your financial advisor about a savings plan? Do you need to find an accountability buddy and make a commitment that you're going to do something on uh, this time every Monday for whatever and check in with each other? Do you need to, um, I don't know, what about, what about, man, what about like yoga injuries that haven't been addressed? Do you need to go to the doctor? Do you need to go get a treatment of some kind? Uh, do you need coaching? Do you know what I mean? Like why on earth would we think that, you know, just figure this out by yourself? No, get support. What do you need? What are you doing that's stupid? And what do you need to do instead? I know for me, like self-destructive behaviors in my business that showed up hard during lockdown were largely to do with loneliness. So lonely, like working just bananas because nothing else to do like no one can't do anything can't go anywhere so what am I going to do just work just keep working what does support look like support look like making more like I remember at one point I actually wrote a list of all my friends that I could actually ring so that every day I had some people on the list to ring because I didn't want to work all the time I kept doing it self-destructive behavior what did I need to do I needed, I needed support I needed friends to talk to what does that look like for you? How could you call in support for yourself to help shift some of this bite of the energy? Because it's not good. It's necessary, but we don't want to have it hanging around longer than it needs to. Then the next one is, okay, so you're starting to get support. You're, you can sort of sort of see things more clearly. Um, you're feeling more in control and empowered with uh, making better decisions the next one's you're still going to fuck up and go backwards sometimes, right? Like I, every now and then I'm still finding myself, I'll just do a bit of work on the weekends. No, Amy, no, that's a self, you self-destructive behavior. You're not going to just work on the weekends. Like that's a catch myself and go do something else. So it's learning from those setbacks. So every time you do have a, you know, you, 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 the bite of the energy comes in in that self-destructive behavior way and you have a relapse, I'm talking about, again, I just want to be clear, I'm talking about like business habits. This is not, I'm not qualified to give you like addiction counseling. This is not that. But say, for example, you're back over there scrolling through Miss Things, you know, yoga bikini shots and, and, and eating, I don't know, Doritos because you're feeling crappy about yourself, right? <laughs> I'm never going to be successful. Look at her. She's obviously like 
I don't know, whatever, insert your own insecurity. Um, okay, I'm back here again. Here I am. I'm doing that thing again. So we can learn from these. Every time we take a step backwards, we can learn from these and do something different. In particular, noticing what the trigger was to do the behavior in the first place right? So for me, the working on the weekends, oh shit, I'm doing it again. I scheduled in some more work stuff. Ugh, why? What, what triggered me here? Oh, that's right. Lonely, like nothing else to do. Okay. So next time I know, plan ahead, Amy, on the weekend, make sure that you call a friend, arrange a walk, go for a, whatever, have something to do so that you're not reverting to that self-destructive behavior. So what might that be for you? What can you learn about, especially the trigger that sends you down that pathway? It's funny, you know, I, um, as anybody else, I, I, I was telling Justine to listen to this. I discovered only last week the podcast maintenance phase and I am loving it, loving it, loving it. I've listened to all of the episodes. <laughs> Don't you love it when you find a new podcast and just smash the entire back catalog? Smashed it. Um, anyway, they had an episode on Weight Watchers and I'd, I'd forgotten, but I did Weight Watchers for a while. In fact, I did Weight Watchers at work. Yeah. And, um, and, and they, one of the things that they teach you is, okay, notice rather than beating yourself, it's, it's these same sort of steps really, rather than um, beating yourself up and listening to your inner fatty, shamey voice and whatever, you go to the goddamn meetings, you fill out your little this is how much I ate book. Um, and then you realize, okay, what was the trigger here? Why did I eat shitty stuff? And for the, or too much or whatever. And mostly what it came down to for me at the time was because I just hadn't planned ahead. And so if I made myself a great lunch and took it to work, I was fine. But if I didn't make myself a great lunch or I didn't take an hour off for lunch, I, that's when I would eat from the snacks, you know, the charity snacks. Does every country have that that box of shitty food in the tea room that's like helping kids with serious problems? Just buy us shitty snacks and you'll be helping poor kids with, I don't know, whatever, obscure medical condition. You know, and there's always lots of little post-its stuck on the box that say, I owe you £2.50 or whatever. <laughs> I would eat lunch from there if I wasn't planning ahead. So the same is true here. What do you, once you've identified your, okay, I tend to relapse in this situation. What steps can you put in place to avoid it? How can you plan ahead? Amy, get yourself some social appointments on the weekends so that you're not tempted to do more work. Or I don't know, um, here's a good one. Eat. How many of you, like DM me if you, if you can relate, go bloody doom scrolling because you're hungry. You're having a brain fog. And so you're doom scrolling. You're suddenly, oh, there she is, Miss Thing and her, you know, bikini yogaring again. And I'm on the, I'm back on the loop, you know, because I didn't plan ahead. I didn't, I didn't put in my calendar a reminder to go make lunch or whatever that thing is for you. Put some cashews in your purse. I don't know, but plan ahead. Oh, similarly, if you, maybe the self-destructive behavior that you're working with is uh, boundaries, so planning ahead might look like actually writing yourself out a little script so that you've got it in your mind ready when someone tries to transgress a boundary. Oh, Amy, I was wondering, could I just, um, you know, I bought those three private classes from you 15 years ago. Well, would it be all right if I used that last one? 
<laughs> you know, have some things there so you, that you don't just go back to doing what you don't want to do and repeating that self-destructive behavior. Plan ahead so that you're prepared. Um, let's see, what's another one? <laughs> I don't know, maybe you have a class etiquette thing, right? Like where you know that you're, um, is, there, do you, is there somewhere in your class where you know people tend to sort of end up in wachasana or mutiny because they don't want to do it? How can you plan your sequence more in advance so that you're not confronted with that situation? So if, and I'm pretty sure we all have them, right? Self, just some kind of bhairavi energy showing up in self in the form of self-destructive behavior somehow somewhere in our business shit if you're perfect message me tell me tell me how you do it so planning ahead can be a great way to reduce the risk of you being tempted back into that self-destructive behavior because we don't do stupid things for nothing there is still some benefit to doing them right like like if you do feel for that moment warm and cuddly and safe because you just ate a pack of Doritos or whatever, that's a good benefit. It feels nice to feel like that. Or if you, um, it, it may be the, the doom scrolling, it actually just kind of lets you zone out for a while, which can feel quite nice if you're overwhelmed. We don't do these things, that, you know, we, we do we do self-destructive behaviors because they have a hidden benefit. There's like a secret gain. We don't do them for nothing. Um, but most times that secret hidden benefit isn't worth the implications of the self-destructive behavior. So bite of the energy is inevitable. It's always going to show up. There's always going to be self-destructive behaviors that show up in your business. Um, my, my clients will tell you this. I hate I hate my email inbox. Do you know I had someone send me a message two weeks ago that said, Amy, I want to book in for a call with you to do one-to-one coaching. I want to see if you're the right coach for me. But the link on your coaching page doesn't connect to your calendar. Now, my self-destructive behavior is I freaking hate my email inbox. Hate it. Hate it. Hate every day. I'm like, ugh. I've got to do my emails. Hate it. So what do I do sometimes? Avoid. Avoid the inbox. Avoid it. Hate it. Avoid it. Which is good in the moment. Like, yes, I don't have to do that crappy inbox. Self-destructive behavior. Because why? Because someone two weeks ago wanted to give me $10,000. <laughs> well, bummer. Nice in the moment. Long term, shit. Right? So, so let's run through the process again. Okay, I'm not going to, I didn't, I, I just thought, <laughs> right, like there's no point beating myself up here. Now, at the start of my business, I would have, that would have sent me into a tailspin. Um, but that's what happens when you work on your abundance consciousness. These sorts of things don't freak you out quite so much. Next, no inner critic. Shut up, inner mean girl. Not interested in what you have to say. Just not interested. Next, get support. What? do I need? How can someone help me? What would work for me here to fix this thing? Then learn from the setbacks, Amy, girl. Check your spam folder every now and then. <laughs> Don't. Just go check there once a week. 
and then plan ahead. Okay, what does that look like? That looks like putting a reminder in my calendar on a Monday for 15 minutes to check my spam folder. Once a week, big shit, 15 minutes, think I can do it. And I'm not going to forget next time because I'm going to get a little ping from Google to tell me to go do it. Cool, right? So this, in summary for today, and thank you, I won't name any, the person, but thank you to the teacher who emailed me over the weekend to say that she didn't feel credible teaching yoga because she drank alcohol, ate junk food sometimes and smoked cigarettes. Um, I remember being in an elevator with John Friend. <laughs> Gosh, that sounds like it could go to a whole other place. It's not one of those stories. It's one of these stories. Um, and he was talking with somebody else and I overheard him say how the night before they'd been out for fish and chips and beer. And I think it changed my life because and up until that point, I thought that uh, you had to be pretty damn perfect. You had to be perfect to be a yoga teacher, especially a really famous one. And what, fried food and beer? Wow. I suddenly thought, maybe you just get to be a normal person. That's a fucking relief. <laughs> right? You know, it's just, we're not, it, it, becoming a yoga, it's like, any other thing and how we live our personal lives, for us it's important that, that, that they're in alignment, but actually it's no one else's business. So let's not, let's not, let's not be so mean to ourselves. Let's not be so mean to ourselves. Biodiversity energy is important. It's going to show up. It's grist for the mill. We can learn from this stuff. Things need to be torn down so that they can be recreated. It's when it hangs around for too long that it's a problem, not that it's there at all. We need to, we need to experience the darkness to know the light. We need to experience contraction to know expansion. I'm not indulging or con, or condoning self-harm or, you know, really self-harming behaviors. But the stupid things that we do in our business that, that are ultimately self-destructive behaviors in terms of business success, even if that just means a little bit of peace of mind, let's sweep them out when we see them and use this again as an opportunity for our yoga businesses to in fact be part of our practice. I mean, what better sadhana than adjusting silly little things that you know aren't you at your best and with no beating yourself up no listening to the inner critic lots and lots of support learning from your setbacks particularly your triggers and then setting up systems plans in advance so that the likelihood of you of you doing that particular behavior again is radically reduced it's highly unlikely that I won't check my spam folder. <laughs> I don't even know the last time I checked, obviously, a long time. I'm not going to do that again. That was a stupid thing to do. Okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I've got, a, I've got a support. I've got a Google Calendar on my side. I've got a plan. It's going to ping me on a Monday. Great. Done. Bhairavi is a form of the goddess. She's the fiercest form of the goddess. She's the goddess of destruction in this particular form. Uh, she's the feminine form of the fierce form of Shiva, Bhairava. Uh, she's going to show up and that's normal. And um, she's going to come over, but she doesn't have to stay for long. You know, you can just have a chat at the front door. <laughs>
and uh, and and let's all just be a little bit more forgiving of ourselves. You know, wouldn't that be nice? How would what would we say to our students? Maybe we could all do that for ourselves a little bit more, a little bit more self love, like the real kind, not the cream or the book or the freaking the real kind, the real kind, genuine compassion. Okay, everybody, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks again for hanging out here and chatting with me. Uh, Be on the lookout for those two extra goddess wisdom sessions happening this week. Super fun. And uh, don't forget, so the link for that is in the episode notes, as is the link for Growing Your Yoga Biz. If you want to have me as your coach for from uh, April till September, and we're going to finish out this episode with a little chat I had with uh, my fabulous client, Krisha Lynch, who is Dublin doula, uh, about her experience in GYYB and what's changed for her since she finished up the program. She's also very generously talking about how she felt when she was thinking about signing up. So enjoy this chat with Krisha and I, and I'll see you all next week. It was, um, like for me, it was just completely life-changing and also um, business-changing because um, I had a lot of skills, but I didn't know how to appropriate those skills. They were just sitting there floating around in a just general morassy mess. And, um, you know, I was doing stuff like, oh, well, maybe if you'd like to have a pregnancy yoga class, um, you know, maybe if it suited you, uh, whatever day suited you, just drop me a WhatsApp and I might be able to do you know, that's the kind of space that I was in. No, uh, it was yeah. energy. No, hamsa. <laughs> it was really, you know, it was really, and that wasn't really me. That was the other thing. It wasn't really me. And um, I just didn't have, it was like I didn't have the map. I didn't have the structure that I needed to follow. I didn't know how to get from the edge to the center of the labyrinth. You know, and when I did the, there's only one way in, you know, but I just didn't have that map. And when um, I did the when I did the course, it was the course comes in in a series of foundation layers, and they're they're quite different ones. Challenge different people, I think. Yeah. Um, and you know they're just lock and key things. I think you have them down to quite a fine art, Amy. You know they're just like you put your key into that, and then you unlock what you really need to learn from it. And some of them, you know, you unlock it, and you go, "Oh, this is a familiar room. I've been here before." Mm. Yeah. And then you unlock another room and you look inside and it's like that room out of Charles Dickens, you know, Great Expectations. It's like all the <laughs> You're like, oh my God. You know, and um Bliet. Yes. So it's it's it, it's 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 very revealing like that. And then um as you know, the others have described all of the, the, the practicalities of it. But for me, it did make a huge difference. I, I just can't even put into words how it changed everything for me. Well, could, um, could we just, so from, for people who don't know you yet, could you just give us a sense of, you've explained a little bit about how your business was all over the place and you were doing small offerings here, there and everywhere. Can you tell everybody now, what does your business look like now? So now um, it has a, yeah. quite a clear structure. Um, it's um, much, much more streamlined. There's a focus on uh, a very particular series of things, which I want to focus on at the moment. Everything else I've just put into the background. So I'm clear, so I can bring clarity into what I'm asking people to buy into. Um, I've decided which skills I really want to 
be the milk rather than the milky water Ooh, morassiness. Yes, yes. And um and in that way, um I've been able to bring everything that I had already. I I, I haven't like it's not like I've yeah. suddenly created a whole new me. This stuff was always there, but I didn't know how to get it to rise to the surface. Yeah. So now um, I'm seeing that I want to work in a many-to-one situation rather than one-to-one. And by doing that, like I've managed to multiply my income, I'm not even sure by how much, by 12, by 15. And that's exactly. just after four months. You know, it's unbelievable, you know, like... You know, just in this last month from, I don't even actually know, which sounds awful. I don't actually know. but it's, Money bags? She doesn't know, even know how much she's got. Like, no, I don't because I, I'm kind of busy. I haven't kept tabs on it. But, you know, Amy, I remember when I first did the course and Amy said, oh, well, I sit there and I think, well, if I need to get this thing, then I just decide I'm going to do a course or I'm going to teach something or I'm going to do a new business opportunity. And I'm pretty certain that I'm going to make that income. And I was just like, oh, God, this is like fairy tales in a park, you know. I mean, how could you ever do that? And I'm doing that. And it's after six months. So all I can say is that, you know, it made it much easier to realize I had a business. It made me really transform a hobby to a business. Um, it it kind of resonated so that I was willing to take a little risk here or there. Whereas before I'd have been too timid to do that. Mm. Um, I realized the strengths that I had and I was able to play them in the best hand possible. Mm. So, um, but when I signed up, um, it was a big investment for me because I didn't really have a lot of money at the time. Akrisha, uh, I was thinking about you yesterday actually. And I, I don't think we'd done that much work together. Like you hadn't been in the community that long when you signed up, if I remember correctly. No, I did the social media uh, thing and I did the Facebook ads um, course that you had done. I did two courses, that was it. But the Facebook ads was very short. I did the social media course and I immediately started to notice some results. And then I came to this version of what you did last year or whenever it was. Mm. And um, I just knew, you know, it's like they say, do you remember the Harry Met Sally movie where they just sit there and they go, the couple sit and they go, I just knew. And I did just know. And I knew that I was going to part with the biggest sum of money that I'd ever parted with for my business, but it was going to be okay. And you and made it, it back within the course of the program, if I remember correctly. And I made it back within the course of the program. Yeah. And then some, and then some. And then some, yeah. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.